0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: This is The Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things vice. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today we'll give you an update on Puerto Rico, Betsy DeVos' rescinding of IDEA memos, and we'll hear from tonic writer Grant Stoddard on the stigma around STDs. It's Tuesday, October 24th. It's STD week at Vice, and we're taking a close look at our sexual health. As a part of this initiative, we've made a video on the stigma surrounding STDs and why it can often be more harmful than the infections themselves. Here's tonic writer Grant
0: Stoddard talking about this challenge. The CDC estimates that more than a third of Americans, that's 110 million of us, have a sexually transmitted disease or STD. Sex is a pretty common activity and that means that sexually transmitted diseases are pretty common too. It's estimated that 80% of sexually active Americans will have an HPV infection at some point in their lifetime, and more than one in six Americans aged 14 to 49 has genital herpes. In many instances the stigma around STDs are worse than the infection itself, so why do we continue to stigmatize STDs more than any other diseases. Now, a lot of this has to do with the shame surrounding fucking itself. (laughs) A lot of people tend to conflate the stigma around the act with the infections that can often arise from it. Some of the stigma around STDs is baked into the nomenclature. Take herpes, for example. It comes from a Greek word meaning to creep or crawl. Now, if that doesn't say steer clear, I don't know what does. Here's a fun fact. A herpetologist is not, in fact, Somebody who studies herpes, I just learned. It's a biologist with a focus on reptiles and amphibians, creatures that creep and crawl. So now you know. Jump forward to medieval times and we get to the great syphilis outbreak of 1495. Each country whose population was affected by the infection blamed another country. To the Italians, Germans and the Brits, it was the French disease. To the French, it was the Neapolitan disease. It was Polish through and through according to the Russians, but the Poles blamed it squarely on the Germans and so on and so on. Now to their credit, the media has explored some of the issues around people living with STDs, particularly HIV. On the other hand, they've taken some pretty cheap shots. Great news, lots of old people have chlamydia. It's portrayals like these and the spread of misinformation that perpetuates the stigma around STDs like herpes. One study found that the psychological effects of a herpes diagnosis could be more damaging than the physical consequences. Even though it's essentially a skin condition that's sometimes accompanied by some flu-like symptoms. This may be due in part to the fact that the herpes virus never goes away. It's with you for life and that means that you may have to disclose multiple times, certainly with every new partner, and that's just not a very fun conversation to have. Some people say that Big Pharma has played a role in heightening the hysteria around herpes as well. One company developed a product designed to shorten the severity and the duration of a herpes outbreak, and they were accused of harping on about the social implications in their advertising campaign, thereby ramping up the stigma and generating increased demand. In days gone by, money has been a buffer between the world to do and the stigma around STDs. If you've got money, you can afford to be treated privately and discreetly. If you don't, you may have to seek treatment in a religious institution and they could be a little more judgy. Now the CDC made a list of people for whom they say STD screening is critical. Who's on that list? Women under the age of 25, pregnant women and gay and bisexual men. Straight men are not on that list. And it's certainly safe to say that gay men have endured the brunt of STD stigma because of the HIV epidemic. In the 1980s, AIDS was thought of as purely a gay disease. Now, since then, there's been plenty of evidence to show that AIDS definitely does not discriminate along lines of orientation, but still, that perception endures today. The good news is that advances in modern medicine mean that people with STDs are living long and healthy lives. Look, getting an STD isn't fun, but the stigma around them makes it so much worse.
1: To watch Tonic's full video on STD stigma, and for more information on sexual health, go to Vice.com. And here are the headlines. A month after Hurricane Maria, nearly 90% of Puerto Rico still doesn't have electricity. And half of the island's cell phone towers are out. But for residents to apply for disaster aid with FEMA, they need either the internet or to make a phone call. Although the U.S. agency's personnel are handing out applications in rural areas, less than a fifth of the population has been approved for individual assistance, with only a month left before the deadline. In fact, Oxfam is now asking Congress to extend the window another 60 days. But despite the continued state of crisis on the ground, last week President Trump praised the federal response to the disaster as a 10 out of 10. I give ourselves a 10. We have provided so much, so fast, But in reality, more than 4,000 Puerto Ricans are still living in shelters, and with not everyone having access to clean water, healthcare workers are worried about the spread of disease. And over the weekend, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos revealed that she had rescinded 72 memos that give guidance on how schools receiving public funding should implement and follow laws that protect the rights of disabled students. The now rescinded memos deal with two major pieces of legislation, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or IDEA, and the Rehabilitation Act. However, at the time of her Senate confirmation this past February, DeVos did not appear to know what IDEA was, or that it even existed. When asked by Virginia Democrat Tim Kaine at a January hearing about whether she supports the federal requirement for protections for disabled students, DeVos said she thought the matter was, quote, best left to the states and, quote, is certainly worth discussion, but declined to give a yes or no answer. Prodded a few minutes later by New Hampshire Democrat Maggie Hassan, whose son has cerebral palsy, about whether she knew IDEA was a federal law, DeVos said in an exchange that later went viral on Twitter that she may have, quote, confused it. I want to go back to the Individual with Disabilities in Education Act. That's a federal civil rights law. So do you stand by your statement a few minutes ago that it should be up to the states whether to follow it? The law must be followed. Federal law must be followed where federal dollars are in, in play. So were you unaware what I just asked you about the IDEA, that it was a federal law? I may have confused it. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.